You got this great looking profile, you're starting to build connections, and you're putting yourself out there as a thought leader, rather than just a quote unquote connection that you clicked a button for. This is the Work in Sports Podcast. Here's VP of Content and Engage Learning at WorkinSports.com, Brian Clapp. Happy Monday, everybody. I got to be honest, I've been struggling on Mondays lately. It seems like we're heading towards spring around here. I'm outside of Philadelphia, and yet it feels like most Mondays have been gray and rainy and kind of depressing. And maybe that's just a Monday thing, but it's kind of wearing on me. So um, I hope you're doing better. I would like to report on something before we get into today's topic. Last week, I mentioned that I wanted people to share back with me through all of our various channels, whether that's LinkedIn or that's Twitter or that's anything else. You can email me, whatever. Movies that they used to love, but when they watched again years later, realized that they weren't all that great. And we got some really good responses. We're votes for Top Gun, that somebody really loved Top Gun, but when they went back and watched it again, they're like, this is a cheesy mess. That's right. Nice, man. I am dangerous. Uh, New Jack City uh, was another good one. Somebody loved New Jack City when they were in the 90s uh, watching that. I think they said they were in college, and they went back and recently watched it and thought it was a complete nightmare. Good. Because you got to rob to get rich in the Reagan era. I had said that I thought the Karate Kid actually held up, as was part of our theme last week. Uh, I should have written down more of the the concepts here, but I'm sure more will hit me as I start talking again today. But I get some really funny responses from everybody. So if you want to add to that conversation, please tweet at us, DM us, share it on LinkedIn, message me on LinkedIn. I think it's a kind of fun topic uh, that we're we're diving into. So let's get into today's conversation. A great question that came in from Janelle in Tennessee. Hey, Brian, you spoke in my college classroom recently and let everyone know that if we weren't comfortable asking questions live, we could hit you up on LinkedIn. Well, here I am. My question is actually about LinkedIn too. I've been using social media all my life, but more Instagram, TikTok, and Snapchat. I know LinkedIn is important, but this is my first time trying to take social media seriously. How do I do this right? Janelle, it's a great question. I'm always amazed when I go into college classrooms and I start to talk a little bit about LinkedIn and other tools people can use to network and build their professional brand or personal brand. And people are like, oh wait, LinkedIn, how do I do that? And I sometimes take it for granted that people aren't necessarily thinking that way. A lot of us that are in the working class now have had a LinkedIn profile for a really long time. But if you're coming up as a young person and you're in college, you might never have been exposed to LinkedIn. But it is a great tool for you to start building your personal brand. So everybody has to do it. LinkedIn is essential for every person who wants to get a job. So all of you, seriously, it is essential if you want to get a job because employers are going to look at your LinkedIn profile and you want to have one. It's important. So you have to do this right. So I hope I want everybody to understand why first, why is this valuable? Why is this important? LinkedIn is a great networking tool. We'll get into that in a little bit. It's a great way to research companies and understand a little bit more about their culture, the people that work there and make connections that way as well. To share thought leadership and to start building your personal brand and to start to gain some visibility. There's a lot more other benefits, but those are some of the key ones right there. So when you're considering LinkedIn, let's start with the structural basics first. You get your own page, just like every other social platform. I don't know why I'm being so dramatic here. Okay. You get your own page. You get your own profile page. In that, the first two things you notice on these pages are your headshot 
and you have the opportunity to include imagery behind your headshot. It's bigger, it's wider, it's like a bigger banner, okay? You have to do this in a professional way. I'm not saying you have to pay for professional photography or anything like that. You can take a great picture on your iPhone, right? Or any other smartphone that you have. It does not have to be professional, uh, like hire somebody to do it, but it needs to be professional looking. So put yourself in front of a brick wall or in front of a, in an environment um, that is, you know, pretty clean and clear so somebody can see you, a, a, a solid colored wall behind you or something like that, and just get a nicely framed shot of you. You want somebody to be able to see your face and what you look like. It's a big difference between LinkedIn and your resume. On your resume, we're always telling you, don't include a picture because that can lead to bias and HR people and hiring managers are against that. But LinkedIn is something they're choosing to go see about you as they do more research. And so that is an opt-in thing. They're looking at you for this reason. And LinkedIn is built that way. It has headshots. It has pictures on it. That's the way this is formatted. So use that. Put in a good-looking photo in there. I don't mean good-looking like handsome or pretty. I mean quality. And then use that background space you have. Make it part of your brand story. You have a background image that you can include in there. If you want to work in baseball, show your favorite baseball stadium. Maybe it's you at that baseball stadium. If you want to work in some other sport, you know, put some of that stuff in there. I've seen people do inspirational quotes, whatever. Just make sure it aligns with who you are and how you want to be recognized because this is where your personal brand starts to come through. Okay. That's the first stuff. That's your first impression. There's also a headline. So your name is there, but then you also get 120 characters to effectively communicate your specialties. Now, it defaults to your most recent position and the organization that you worked for. So if your most recent job was as a social media intern for the Tennessee Titans, it's going to say that. It's going to say Brian Clapp and have subscript underneath that says social media intern with Tennessee Titans. Now, why is this important? Because everywhere you comment and do anything on LinkedIn, it is going to show that next to your name. And that is an identifier that is so important. So mine will say, Brian Clapp, VP of Content and Engaged Learning at Work and Sports. That fits up my 120 characters. If you put something in there that has more space to it, use it. If you have social media intern at Tennessee Titans and you have more character spaces that you can use, you could say something and add in there something like aspiring sports content creator along with it. So it tells somebody a little aspirational of where you want to go or where you see yourself going. This is all part of your brand story. So use that headline effectively. You have a summary section, and that is akin to your mission statement that some people put on a resume. I don't love mission statements on resumes. I think they're a waste of space because you have very limited real estate on a real on a resume. You're trying to get everything in one page. And a lot of those mission statements can be very self-serving. People write them in, I would like to get a job in advertising to use my skills that I've developed in advertising. And I always drop frustrates me because it's like, that's great that that's what you want, but I have a need here. I'm trying to hire for somebody. What are your skills? My recommendation in the summary section of your LinkedIn Try to make it explaining what skills you have that fit the marketplace. Put some keywords in there, exemplify some tools, share a little bit of your experience and your story, uh, what motivates you, what drives you, where you want to go. You have a little more room in there. You can have, you know, front load it, make your first sentence or, or two your most important stuff because that's what shows up above the fold and then somebody would have to open it to read more. But if they do that, give a little bit more of your story. The more you can share in here, the better, uh, I tend to think. So use that summary to explain how you can benefit an organization rather than being self-focused into what you want for yourself. Okay, hope that makes sense for you. Now, the other structural uh, basic in this is that you can have your own custom URL. When you first start a LinkedIn account, 
you get a default URL. So it'll say like linkedin.com slash 847532B. Well, you can change that. It's usually a long string of messy letters and numbers and nobody's ever going to recall that. And you don't want to put that link on your resume, right? That looks pretty lame. At the right side of your profile, you have the option to edit this URL, rewrite the URL. If you go into your little profile dropdown, you can change your URL, you can customize it so you can make it your first initial last name. Like mine's linkedin.com slash bclap. Um, or you can have, you know, Brian Clap, or you can have your full name. It's just, it could be whatever you want, but keep it professional. Don't do like your cutesy little Twitter handle because this is the way you're going to identify yourself on your resume. You're going to want to use this LinkedIn, put this uh, LinkedIn URL and put it on your resume for other people to be able to access. And you don't want it to be cutesy or clever. Just keep it business professional. Okay. Those are the structural basics. Do those things and you're off to a good start. Now let's get into the next layer, the experience part. Treat this like your resume, okay? So you're going to put dates and times and organizations and bullet points on everything that... Now, if you have a resume that has five bullet points because you had to think uh, economy of space and time, you know, you only have so much room on a resume, you can put more into your LinkedIn. You can put more details of things you've done, uh, accomplishments, metrics, data points, Still think keywords. If there are certain tools or expertise or needs for your industry, think in terms of putting those keywords in there because recruiters search a lot of times for certain qualifications, certain experience levels, certain skills. You having those things in your resume, in your LinkedIn profile will make you more discoverable. Now, I want to be really clear on this. Don't feel like you have to put in everything you've ever done in your experience section. I have had people that I've advised and this same mistake I see happen a lot. Somebody will have, I interned with the Indianapolis Colts and the next thing on there says part-time meat chopper or meat cutter at the local grocery store. And then it will say pizza delivery driver. And then it will say intern with the Dallas Cowboys. And I'm like, get rid of that stuff in the middle. Okay. I understand you're thinking these are all the things I've done. I have to put out there what I've done. They're not relevant to your career journey. They're not part of your actual story going forward and what you want to be identified with. Unless you want to be a professional meat cutter, and there's nothing wrong with that, and that would be called a butcher, not a professional meat cutter. Unless that's what your goal is, well, then keep it on there. But if that's not your goal, these are things you did to earn money to survive, and that's A-okay, that's great. But it doesn't tell your brand story that you want in your LinkedIn profile. And you buried this other great experience that somebody might not see because... It was down lower on the page. You have to remember, recruiters and other people and people that are checking you out are only spending so much time looking. They're not going to go through every nuanced layer of your, of your LinkedIn profile. Make it easy for them to discover the most important things about you and your best experiences. So put those things that are relevant to your career story and where you want to go and that align with your focus. Don't feel you need to fill in every single gap of everything you've ever done. Okay? want to be really clear on that. You also have the opportunity to add in certificates. This is important. Now, you'll have your education background. That's easy. You know you know where you went to, went to school. But this is a nice thing to have in your LinkedIn profile for certificates you've earned or things that you've accomplished because it shows this desire to continue learning, curiosity to grow, and that you're going through channels to improve yourself. So for example, we have our sports career game plan, which is a training module to help people prepare for careers in the sports industry. You can 
take that and earn a certificate and highlight it on your LinkedIn. If you take a LinkedIn learning course and you learn some nuanced skill like SEO or you learn Photoshop through a, some other learning platform, put it on there. This helps tell your story again. This starts to align you with the industry demand and needs. And then somebody can verify your skills because they see that you've taken these courses or earned these certificates. It's super important to leverage that stuff as best you can. But now what do you do? Okay. This is your start to a networking tool. So there's two major things that I want you to start doing with your LinkedIn profile, using it to network and using it to show thought leadership. There are other things you can do, but that's where I want you to focus first. Using it to network. A lot of you that are listening probably don't have any kind of a network yet, and that's okay. But if you start to identify people that are on your career journey, so let's say you want to work in operations in the NBA. That's your dream. You want to work in operations in the NBA. Start to look for operations coordinators out there in sports, right? Maybe they're in the G League. Maybe they're with NBA teams. Maybe they're in the NFL. Find operations coordinators doing things, something that interests you. A coordinator is generally somebody who is two to three years into their career. There's an entry-level type job. And reach out to them. Say, I'm a, I'm a junior at University of Finlay, Eric Stoller's class. Just thought I'd give him a shout out. I'm a junior at University of Finlay studying sports management. I really like to work in operations. I see that you're an operations coordinator with New Jersey Devils. Would love to connect and learn more. That's how you start to build the network. Now, I got to give a nuanced little part of that because I forgot to do this and you guys will all forgive me. When you want to connect with somebody on LinkedIn, if you do it from your laptop, you will have the option to add a note. So if you find me right now on your laptop, you find my profile and you click the button to connect, it will say, hey, would you like to add a note to explain to this person essentially why you want to connect with them? Always the answer is yes. You have 300 characters to add that note. If you did this on your phone, if you were on your phone right now, you were listening to this podcast, and you're like, Brian is amazing. I want to connect with this guy right now. If you do it from your phone, and thank you for thinking I'm amazing. If you do it from your phone, you do not have the option to add that note. So all I get is a response saying, somebody, Janelle from, where's Janelle from? Did I say? Tennessee. Janelle from Tennessee, and probably have your last name too, but Janelle from Tennessee wants to connect with you. And I'll be like, who's Janelle? Don't know her. You know, so give me that little 300 character, add a note and explain why. So now when you've identified some people that are on your career path and you want to connect with them and give them that why, you know, I'm a junior at the University of Tennessee studying sports management, would love to work in operations someday. I see that's what you've chosen for your career. Would love to connect and continue to learn more. Okay. Right there. That person's going to read it and be like, I understand what I'm getting out of this connection. I understand why I would say yes. That's a powerful moment. And that establishes your personal brand right there. That is where you start to get known. If you do a good job in that outreach, if you make a good statement of why it makes sense to connect and that person does it, you made a proper first impression. If you do a sloppy outreach, if you have grammatical errors, if it doesn't make sense, if it's not clear, if it's long and winding, that's not a good first impression. So don't do that, okay? Focus, do a good job. But it's not just enough to click that button and connect. You've got this great LinkedIn profile now. You reached out to people and explained why you want to connect with them. Now you got to be visible. You got to be in their world. You got to be, if, if Sam Fisher shares a post tomorrow about something happened in the Tennessee sports scene, read the damn post and then ask a question. Follow up in the comments and ask a question of her. Start to engage and start a conversation with her. That's how you build engagement and that's how you build a network. That's how you start to have a relationship rather than just a quote unquote connection that you clicked a button for. It takes a little bit more work, but that's how you do it. Just clicking likes on somebody's post is a vanity metric that helps them, that makes them feel great about themselves. Hey, look how many likes I got. 
It doesn't help you. It doesn't engage with the other person. So start to read with other people that you're networking with or sharing and start to have comments and ask questions and have open-ended thought processes that are put into those comments, okay? That's how you start to engage back and forth with somebody. On the same side, you need to be sharing stuff on your profile. So I had somebody the other day said, okay, I heard you say this, that you're supposed to share stuff on my profile, but what do I share? Okay, great question. Now this person, I think it was at Southern New Hampshire, I'm sorry that I'm forgetting your name, but I, but I apologize. But they reached out and they said, hey, I see what you're saying. What should I share? And I said, great. What do you want to do? And they said, I want to be an equipment manager. All right. Go to Google. Go to the news tab. Put in sports equipment manager. The first thing that came up was this amazing story about an equipment manager who beat cancer and walked on at Rutgers to be a wide receiver. Unbelievable. That's the kind of stuff you share. It's in your lane of what you want to be. So now you share that on your profile and you put some comment in there and say, this is such an inspirational story. Started my week off right. What do you all think? Boom, post that article. You start to get people engaging with you. Look for that kind of content. Subscribe to newsletters, front office sports, sports business journal, uh, morning consult. They share and aggregate a lot of information that's happening out there. Find stuff that's relevant, share it. But add a comment in there that gives your point of view on it. Now, when you're sharing and you're networking, this is the way things start to build. You start to build a brand reputation for yourself. And now LinkedIn is churning for you. It's working. You got this great looking profile. You're starting to build connections and you're putting yourself out there as a thought leader. That's when the magic starts to happen. So go with that, Janelle, and all of you listening. Okay. Some cool jobs for all of you that want to get into the sports industry. We're going to always try to highlight a couple of jobs at the end where we talk about what's out there right now. So we got two today. A lot of people want to work in on-air or want to be on-air talent and lead personalities. Well, we got a great job on workinsports.com right now. Only Players is looking for an on-air host slash personality. They're looking for energetic personality for their new weekly 30-minute sports and lifestyle and betting studio show. I am telling you, the desire for betting content is through the roof. If you have an expertise there, there's opportunity there. I'm telling you, trust me. Okay, they, they explore unique themes suited for the casual sports fan looking to sound smarter with their friends and be smarter with their bets. Bum, bum, bum. This is not your typical sports news coverage. So, hey, if you got that kind of personality, if you're into the betting scene, if you think you can be a little bit personable and talk about other subjects and get into things, they're looking for you. Three years of experience on air talent, equally comfortable on camera solo as interviewing guests, versatile sports, betting and lifestyle knowledge, good writing skills, sense of humor. This is you. Great gig to check out. If you're into journalism, if you're into on-camera work, check out this job on workinsports.com. Next one. East Stroudsburg University of Pennsylvania, a school that is about 35 minutes north of me and is one of our partner schools in the sports career game plan. They use it in their curriculum. We love them. They're hiring an assistant volleyball coach. So, I get asked a lot. I want to get into coaching. What should I do? You look to some of these smaller universities. You start out as an assistant and you work your way up, period. It's a way to do it. It's a way to start gaining experience. It's a great way to have leadership on your resume. It's a great way to uh, work as part of a team. These are a lot of the, the, the skills you get from being a coach, even if that's not your full-on career path. Is if you have an interest in volleyball and you're good at it, you know this stuff, um, you can work as a coach and start to build your reputation that way. So check that one out too at East Stroudsburg, one of our favorite schools. Thanks for listening, everybody. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen. I appreciate all of you. Thank you for helping us grow. I'll see you next week. 